Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Welcome everyone to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and life coach, Dion Thompson. And today I have the amazing Alyssa Harriman with me today. And I'm, I'm pretty excited because you've kind of been part of my world, you know, online, you can stay connected and meet people and, and it was kind of like an in and an out. And um, I don't know if you even remember, but it, year plus year and a half, maybe even two years ago, you had reached out and you were like, Hey, you looks like you do some interesting things. Let's chat. I'm like, Oh, that is exciting. Because when I looked at all the things that you had done, I'm like, this is someone that I would be really interested in talking to. And we had that first chat and it was like, Oh, we just geeked out and it was great. And I loved every minute of it. And I've really, really enjoyed um, being part of your world online and getting to know you and being part of your community. So I'm very, very grateful to have you here. And you guys are um, in for a treat because chances are you're like me and uh, you have love of learning as the like absolute top of your things <laughs> to do. Um, and so does Alyssa. So we are going to have some fun today. <laughs> so welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me is um, it's very exciting and uh, interesting times that we are in mm. right now. Um, so Alyssa, maybe let us know a little bit about you and, um, and then we'll sort of dive into all the awesome, super nerdy stuff that I love. <laughs> <laughs> I love these conversations just for that exact reason. I'm like, I get to geek out. <laughs> Uh, so I am a nutritionist. I've been teaching nutrition now for the past 15 years. And my, my journey actually started in the healthcare industry where I wanted to, when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a doctor, uh, but didn't grow up with enough resources to, to make, you know, med school possibilities. So thought, what's the next best? I'll be a nurse. And uh, started to work my way from like personal support worker. My goal was to bridge through to be a nurse. And as I was in that position, all I was seeing was preventable disease. I saw people that had suffered like a loss of quality of life to heart attack or strokes or mismanaged diabetes or inflammatory conditions. And I just, you know, knew that that wasn't where I wanted to spend my career. Um, so I decided to be, you know, drop out of that and became a nutritionist. I was determined to teach everyone how to prevent these diseases. And I, yeah, I've been doing that now for 15 years. I've been self-employed that long as well. Um, and I specialize in cancer. So last 12 years, I've focused my practice on nutritional therapy for those going through the cancer process. Uh, it's one of the things that I do in my business. And uh, I teach it at Edison Institute of Nutrition. We are the only cancer certification program in Canada. Uh, so I get to geek out with a whole bunch of other health practitioners and nurse practitioners and dietitians and you know chiropractors and really dive into supporting people's ability to heal and repair. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of like who I am, but I, I also run uh, a big company and uh, always am generating new income streams. And 
really just trying to have as big an impact on the health and wellness of people, you know, across our country. Mm-hmm. Um, that's brilliant. And I'm, I had a little giggle. I don't know if you noticed because um, I'm always fascinated by some of the parallels that I get to uncover with my guests. And so I um, have a nutrition degree um, and then I went into nursing school <laughs> and then I promptly left there because I knew I wanted to support others through education. So I'm, I'm kind of giggling because I'm like, oh, there are some little parallels there. <laughs> we both, I do all three. That's why we're friends. <laughs> right. And, um, and I can appreciate that when you, so some of us, and I, I, I'm wrapping you up into this category with me, um, have this sort of ability to see things as they're happening and then envisioning what's transpiring as uh, what could transpire as they mm-hmm. unfold. And um, we notice patterns and we notice, um, again, like kind of like habits and seeing how things are, are um, manifesting and unfolding for people. And then combine that with this, this um, insatiable need to take in more information, just want to be like, oh, oh, this would be great for this person and for these individuals and for the, and, and this resource could help so many. And, um, and for me, and I'm, I'm really getting a sense that for you, so the, you know, part of the purpose and, and to being of service is to be sort of that, that vessel, that, that, mm-hmm. that guide. And, um, and I know that you have multiple income streams and different things that you do in your business life, but under the umbrella of, of really um, that, not just wellness, but being part of the um, process for people and Mm -hmm. being the one that can sort of see at the other end how things can change and how uh, the impact that can be had on the small, tiny uh, changes that you make or decisions that you make. So, um, so again, loving the the connection. I think too, the challenge that we face, especially, you know, in health and wellness and, and even like, you know, in our personal businesses, all of that is there's just so much information Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of really good information, you know, evidence-based information. And then there's a lot of really bad information. And I think the unique position that you and I get to be put in is we get to go through that information, digest it, figure out what makes sense, and then share that with other people and position them to make good choices. And, And that that's ultimately all I do is I gather information, I figure out what, you know, what's truth versus fad or fact, you know, that sort of, you know, the fad or fact yeah. <laughs> component, you know, what is, what adds value, what can help people. And then we share that with them mm-hmm. and they get to be in a position to make better choices, whether it's, you know, personally health-wise or health-wise or professionally. Absolutely. And, and it's such a gift. And to be honest, I didn't realize um, for myself that it was a gift. I really, mm. you know, we, we each come from our own per perspective and understanding of the world. And so my understanding was, I love to read. I love to take in new information and integrate it and then share it in. And I, I kind of just assumed everybody could do that. I'm like, well, who would want to listen to me? They could just go read the 10 books I just read. <laughs> right. And then to find but. out, <laughs> interesting, not everybody wants to do that. So again, no. such an important part of sort of the empowerment puzzle, if you will, to be mm-hmm. able to, to digest um, and, 
um, integrate and filter for others who either don't have the time, the resources, the energy, or it's not their thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then they can trust that you have built a foundation of um, integrity and quality and um, fact. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that now the, the next information age, if you will, because so much is um, out there that mm -hmm. you really just can't um, validate or mm -hmm. it, it is not something that you can be 100% on. Um, people are turning to individuals like yourself um, and looking for that guidance and are really excited when they um, get to take in the information that they need and then get the results mm -hmm. that they are looking for, which I think is, again, is such a gift. Um, well, I think we're supposed to align with people in our lives who speak to different aspects of our lives. Like mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not a money coach. <laughs> right. I have right. one. I, 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 you know, it's, it, it's, you know, we need support systems for different areas and we need people who are experts in those areas to support us. And I think some of the mistakes we make is thinking that I need to know it all. I need to do it all, which only results in overwhelm and little bits of information versus all of it. Um, so it, it really, there's, we're in an information era, like you can search anything and, you know, it's very difficult to, to decide what's opinion based from what is, you know, statistically proven or factual. Right. So you want to find those people in your lives who, who can answer, you know, those questions because they are experts. Mm -hmm. And that's really, you know, one of the things that, you know, I say to people, I, I'm only a part of your support system. I am not your entire support system. <laughs> right. And you hit on something I think really important that came up recently um, is that so many of us, women especially, we have been conditioned and really sort of, um, I don't say coerced, but this idea of we got to do all the things. Mm. We have to be the one who takes care of everything. So I'm the one that's supposed to know all of the pieces for my family members, my, you know, whether it's at work, um, and if I'm an entrepreneur, then pff, all of that, and then mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be able to manage all of that. And it really is this sort of misguided idea that independence is the top of the learning chain, mm -hmm. when in reality, there's so much more to that. And we, we've almost d developed a very unhealthy relationship with independence. Like I am a strong, independent woman. Yeah, you go, Beyonce. And it, that's not the end because beyond that is how we connect with the individuals who can add their gifts to us that just make us that much better. And um, so many women I come across are just not, um, just don't have the habit of asking for help or being able to receive support. Um, so, you know, they want all the things from either one person because that's about as much they can handle or they're looking to get it all from themselves somehow. When in reality, it's like, yeah, I want I, this person, I'm going to pluck their gifts. That's going to mm -hmm. make me a little bit more awesome. I'm going to pluck these gifts and I'm just going to use all of these pieces to enhance this already great thing I have going on, but just make it sort of that much more um, profound and, and evolved. And for me, that's such a, it's such a part of the process that I think not everybody's quite aware of. And you clearly are as someone who's like, yep, I'm awesome. And I need that person, that person, that person, that person. Well, the reality, like two things come up. One is the need to be in control of everything, mm -hmm. uh, which 
honestly only leads to burnout. It, it just, it leads to overwhelm, anxiety, burnout, you know, you're, you're not, you're going to struggle getting good results all the time if it's always on you. And I, I've learned, and this is like, has been such a huge learning curve, like professionally for me, but I'm only as good as my community, mm. right? So I, you know, the, the better quality community I have, the, the better quality conversations I can have, the better quality support I can have you know, positions me to show up as a better mom, wife, business owner, health practitioner, you know, and, and I had to let go of feeling like it was all about me because the reality is if you're in the service industry, it's actually not about you at all. It's about how are you best serving the people that you're working with or, or look, you know, looking after or, you know, serving, like how are you showing up to, to offer them the best support and, you know, if I'm better supported and I'm nourished and I have good community, then I can show up as a better version for the people that I'm supposed to be helping. And I found that my impact is so much bigger if my own personal community is good, right? Brilliant. Brilliant. Community is at the core of, of, of growth, in my opinion. So I love that you framed it in that fashion. And um, and that you touched on not just the, um, the value of the people around you, but the strength and the core foundation that is you, which mm-hmm. of course is a big part of your business as a, as a nutritionist. Um, but I know that for you, that goes beyond just healthy eating. It's, um, it's sort of that, that healthy, holistic living mm-hmm. and the energy that you surround yourself with, whether that is in community or, or environment or, um, you know, just things that you, you mm-hmm. invite in such a, a crucial piece. And, and I believe that the, you know, it's those foundational pieces that if you're feeling like there's, there's too much, there's so much, there's so many things I'm supposed to pay attention to. I got mm-hmm. the environment, I got to eat, I got to exercise, I got to take care of the kid. Right. But really often, if you can just tur- like, just look down and go, what is the, the thing that I can maybe tap into a little bit every day that will, fortify my foundation. So that mm-hmm. could be healthy eating that if yep. that's, you know, the go-to, it could be just drinking a glass of water. It mm-hmm. could be, um, you know, a grounding practice journaling or, or a walk or something of that nature. Um, so I'm interested, what is it that you tap into as far as your um, continuing to build and, and fortify your, your foundation? So community is definitely like we just talked about, you know, I I surround myself with um, women who are are also high achievers, but also support systems as well. I'm not afraid to ask for help or have conversations, you know, brainstorm, mastermind. That's definitely a big thing. I have very, um, and this is relatively new, like in 2020, I decided that I needed to have more balance and um, mindset practices. So I was one of those people that loves meditation. I love prayer. I love, you know, digging into that kind of stuff, but I would just find time and a week would go by. And (laughs) where is that time? Exactly. Downtime or, you know, you get that weird, like 15 minutes before the kids would get home from school and that would be my time. And You know, like it just, so I had to, this year I decided when COVID hit, I actually was like, you know what, what a great opportunity to build a mindfulness practice. And even though I thought that I had 
integrated that professionally. I, I being consistent, having a set morning routine around it has really, really just helped me have better perspective, prioritize the things that are the most important for my day, you know, have that gratitude practice. Um, I listen to things that, you know, reprogram my mind because all of us have fearful, doubtful thinking. We all, you know, question our own judgment. It doesn't matter how successful you are. It shows up. So really making sure that I'm actively programming the right thoughts into my, my brain. And, and that's, you know, I get up, I have a shower, I get out of the shower and I listen to an audiobook on mindset while I get ready. Right. And then I go down to my office, you know, I have, you know, morning breakfast with the kids and then I go into my office and I have, you know, prayer meditation time that can be 30 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour, depending on what my morning looks like. And then my day starts. So I think the combination of just being purposely choosing good community, because it really is something that you have to identify who are the people that I want to speak into my life. Right. Um, so purposely choosing good community and then having some good mindset practices has really been, you know, probably the biggest part of, of what helps me show up as the best version of me. Brilliant. And as a massive advocate for, um, words and the power that they hold, even just to change the statement, I'm going to carve out time, mm. not find time, right? It, even just the small shifts in how you um, frame up what you're wanting to do, um, moving, using language that moves you towards what you want doesn't necessarily push you away from what you don't want, right? There's lots yes. of power in those pieces, um, which then just sort of in a, a very meta way makes that mindset practice even deeper. So, mm -hmm. and I, I love that that is, um, that's been a, I would say a, maybe a small shift for you, but that it's had this impact. I remember I had posted um, my little insight timer. Yay, I did a hundred <laughs> meditations. And you're like, yay, I've been doing it for a while too. There's like 170. I'm like, yes, it's, it's, it's a powerful yeah. piece, but it's so, it can be so tiny. And, and, you know, yeah. again, often when we think of change, it's like this big thing, right? It's like, I've got to, like, I got to do what? My entire lifestyle has got to flip upside down, but really it's just about the small, tiny, tiny things. And, and I often tell people, you know, your inner critic, all that negative self-talk, it's looking for the big things to derail. It's missing the little things. If you can kind of circumvent mm -hmm. the, the chatter, you know, it's going to take 10 minutes. I'm just going to mm -hmm. do this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no B, I didn't hear a thing. Okay, good. And you just, and then you're installing that practice regularly. And, um, and then the ripple effect, of course, is, as you know, is intense, massive. Well, I think one of the challenges specifically for women and, and high achieving women is, you know, we wake up, like I remember jump, my feet would hit the floor. My day was chasing me. Like, you know, the amount of to-dos I had, the responsibilities with my kids, my, you know, my, my marriage had to matter somewhere along the way as well. And, you know, then I got all these client responsibilities and I have these different businesses that I'm growing. And it was just like, it, it was really just a lot of chaos all day long. And then I'd go to bed and crash and get up and it would start all over. So what I've really found, you know, with this mindfulness piece is it's really, allowed me to take back control. I own my time, my, you know, my business and my time doesn't own me. 
and to really approach my day from a more centered place, but also a, a much, much more productive place because I don't get out of, you know, my prayer and I have like a little corner in my office set up and I don't get out of my little prayer meditation chair until I know what are my top three or five priorities today. And then those are the things that, you know, are the non-negotiable. I might still have meetings and appointments and that sort of thing, but there's going to be three to five things that are really important for me to be productive today. And I don't go to bed until they're done. Sometimes it's like 9.30 at night, everyone's in, you know, gone to their rooms in bed and I got to sneak back into the office to tie up a loose end. Right. But I used to, and I don't know how many of your viewers or if you ever <laughs> dealt with this, but I would make a list of 20 or 30 items I had to do. And then the next day I would just carry over 19 or 30 yeah. of those items to the next day. <laughs> right. And then add the new ones and then yeah. add a couple more yeah. and then look down and go, okay, what one is the easiest for me to get off my plate right now? And I just kept carrying forward. It was like carrying around hundred pounds all day, every day and choosing to pick up that weight and carry it forward. So really prioritizing, you know, what are the three most important things? Sometimes it's five, you know, I, I have a busy business. Um, you know, what are the most important things that I need to accomplish today? And then at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? I had a good day. Yeah, that is brilliant. You know, I, somebody said, or I heard something once that if there's more than, let's say five, but more than three mm -hmm. or so lists, mm -hmm. things on your priority list, then nothing's a priority. And <laughs> right, it, because we, mm -hmm. um, and, and we, we really set ourselves up to crash because mm -hmm. it's like inviting our inner critic to go, look at how much you suck. You didn't do any of these 19 things, negating whatever you may have done and totally deleting what you did that wasn't on the list, right? Because you're still a, a mom, an entrepreneur, things are happening. You took a call, that call was monumental, but it, it, it didn't produce something. So That's you're like, it. well, what did I do? Um, and of course, you know, what you're doing is so powerful. And again, just a small, just set the intention, make a decision, mm -hmm. know why you're making the decision looking at, okay, so I have, there's the laundry list, but what are the three to five things that are going to be the things I, um, that are non-negotiable that need to get done and why, well, here are my values. And this is my, you know, this is what I want, you know, linking it to the bigger goals. I, um, I often see clients who are, get stuck in like procrastination mode. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, one of the easiest ways out of that is to get out of the monotony of whatever it is that you have to do, have mm -hmm. to do, mm -hmm. and, and remind yourself why. Why yeah. are you doing it? I'm, mm -hmm. I will jump up and do the dishes when I attach it to my larger pieces of family connection, love, support, all of those things. And then I get to, right? I get mm -hmm. to do these small things that then enhance the bigger thing that I want. Um, so it, fantastic. So thank you so much for sharing that because it's, it's powerful and, and doable. And one of the things that I still do and I've always done in my business is a Sunday night game plan. And it's where I just grab, you know, it's kind of a brain dump. I grab a piece of paper and I make a list of what are all the things that are really important to me this week coming? What are the things that, you know, I want to get done, the people I want to connect with, the follow-ups I have to do, you know, and then I will take that Sunday night game plan and then I'll take like one or two items and say, okay, this is an item for Monday. This is an item for Tuesday. This is, you know, so when 
I do my priority activity, I, I'm not forgetting about the big list. I'm not right. avoiding it. Right. Um, I'm recognizing that once a week, but I'm, I'm chunking it out. And then I'm also allowing room for the things that come up during the week that, you know, are the distraction things from a big list, right? right. So I do find that having kind of that Sunday night game plan space takes like 15 minutes yeah. to just be like, okay, what are some priorities? Where am I going to plug them in this week? And a lot of times for the Sunday night game plan items, I actually schedule them like a client. Mm, so it's, and that's something like when you build multiple businesses, like I have, it's not just time blocks. I'm a big time blocker, but it's actually like, I, I need to do this activity and I'm going to dedicate 9.15 to 9.45 just for this activity. And then when I look at my calendar, it's non-negotiable, like seeing a client. Right. Right. And that has helped. That's brilliant. You know, when I first became sort of stepped into entrepreneur land, which is only a few years ago, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'd done some training as we do and uncovered that I'm a, I'm not that I'm surprised by this, but I'm a bit of a doer, right? I'm like, I'm good with the details and the tasks and the lists and all of those things. And, you know, my mentor at the time said, well, you need to hire a CEO for your company, which by the way is you. Mm. So you need to put that intentionally, carve out that time, put on that big picture thinker hat mm -hmm. and sit down with yourself and go, what are we looking at here, Dion? We got all of this. And then there's the underneath all of those things. Mm -hmm. So where are you going to put Dion the worker and how are you going to you know, plan her out? Mm -hmm. um, so that when I'm in it doing the do, 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 I'm not like, cause I'll get overwhelmed if I look up and go, Oh my God, I have all these things to do. Yes. And, and when really it was an intentional time, change the hats, you know, yes. it's, this is a big picture moment um, and, and looking at the goals and looking ahead. Um, so whether that's weekly or monthly, I mean, for everybody, it would be different depending on Absolutely. your business. Um, and I, I think it's, when I got that bit, I was like, that's brilliant. I can do both things. I haven't, my knee jerk reaction is to do the doing. Mm. So I have to make sure that in my calendar, it is carved out, like you said, for I love the Sunday night game plan. That's fantastic. Um, and, and it's non-negotiable because mm -hmm. your business, your life, truly, regardless of whether you have a business or you have the business of family or the mm -hmm. business of just functioning as a human, <laughs> then yeah. and if you have goals, you may miss the mark. You may... Um, find yourself sort of feeling like you're treading water and not moving forward because you haven't either given yourself the big picture moment, or maybe mm -hmm. you haven't given yourself the go do moment. A colleague of mine, she's the big picture thinker and she has to task herself to like, okay, go and do the things. And, mm -hmm. and then you get to look up, but go and do the things, right? It really so. is, you know, mindset planning and action. You know, those three in, in, in that order, like, you know, where's your head at around, you know, your, your business? What are you thinking? You know, I have conversations. I do a lot of business coaching just because I run a sales team. And, you know, when frustration comes up in those conversations, I'll be like, what are you telling yourself? You know, there's a conversation that you are having with you that you might not even recognize. And I'll get them throughout the day to grab a pen and paper. And I'm like, you know, just keep it handy. And, you know, the moment you think about your business, what is the thoughts and write it down and let's discuss it. 
because we have to identify, you know, our mindset determines our actions, which determines our results. So if we're not taking action, we're procrastinating, there might be something we're telling ourselves about this that is preventing that. And then once you get the mindset piece in place, then you gotta, you gotta have a game plan. Yeah. You know, like sports teams don't go out on the field and they're like, Hey guys, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to do it. It goes well. <laughs> You know, like, what do you do again? Okay, I'm yeah, yeah, like, right? Like, everybody has a game plan to follow. Yeah. And then from there, you action it out. Yes. And, and those three pieces really have to be in place. And, you know, I, there's so many times that I've been in planning mode and no action, no mindset or all mindset, no planning, no action. Like we all right. will hang out in the one that feels the most comfortable at the time of life or position of our business that we're in. Right. Really, really has to be all three. Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting, you know, um, I'm sure you're familiar with Simon Sinek and he had said, Mm -hmm. you know, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it, but you still need to have a what, right? So, (laughs) so I, you know, I'm a big fan of start with why. And I love the idea of, of, of engaging in, in relationship building based on mutual connection and, and, and value positioning. And then, but then there's a how, and mm-hmm. to, I'm a how person. I love process. Mm. I love observing process. I love breaking down processes. And so I'm like, yeah, you and I were on the same page with the why we're there. How are we going to do this? Oh, that's exciting. And we break that down. But if you, again, if you don't implement a, a, a what, mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you don't actually mm-hmm. do anything, that's all for naught. So um, again, and, knowing knowing your knee jerk, like knowing where you like to land, and then going, yes, I need a exactly. why person, and I need a what person. <laughs> okay, good. And having that, then that comes into your kind of your community support. If you're really struggling with one of them, you, you need to find someone who's going to speak into that for yeah. you. Yes. Uh, it, it, I find that I I'm like I'm rarely am I all three equally. <laughs> it, it really just depends on the season, what's, you know, happening, what I'm excited about, what my goals or vision is, yeah. you know, and if I'm, if I recognize that I'm hitting a moment of frustration or I feel like I'm stuck, I know, Hey, I'm not doing the mindset work. Right. And if I'm just busy doing to do's and nothing's changing, then I know the game plan needs to be strengthened. Right. Or maybe I have the game plan, but nothing's unfolding. Then I know it's the action piece. So it's really just recognizing, you know, what one am I, do I need to put a little bit of extra time in? And how do I make sure all three show up in my business every single week? So what is, what is your practice then? Obviously, because in my mind, I just heard, well, you're obviously reflecting on where things are working and not working. Mm -hmm. Is that a a daily practice for you? Is it part of the Sunday night game plan? When do you do those check-in moments? So the mindset's every morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, That that's important. You know, gratitude list. Sometimes I'm just rewriting my goals. Uh, But there is like, you know, a definite focus before I even dive into showing up in my business. Uh, game plan is once a week. I find that that works really well for me. If I get into game planning too much, I pull myself out of action. Right. So the, the once a week, four times a month, you know, Sunday nights is just routine. It's been routine in my business for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then the action is daily having those top threes, sometimes five. And when I say I got five things, I don't got five projects I'm working on. Right. You know, two <laughs> of those things might be two calls that I need to make you know, that are 15 minutes, but they're priorities because it's important that I follow up with those people. Mm -hmm. And 
there are always action items that are not all, you know, I shouldn't say not always, but a lot of times they're not in my schedule. Um, but, you know, number one might already be scheduled. So it's just kind of like, you know, I have a schedule that I follow. I'm very, very boundaried with my time. Mm -hmm. I never used to have on and off time. Mm. It was kind of like, I'm an entrepreneur, man. Like right. when it comes in, it comes in, I'm taking it because I don't know if there's more coming. <laughs> I'm an attitude. I lived in that for years and I, I really honestly suffered from burnout because I had no on and off. I was always on in my business. Right. And I would try to fit my family into that. Sure, you squeeze uh, you in here. <laughs> I have very firm on and off time now. And, you know, I, it changes day by day. It changes week by week. I don't follow the same. I'm not a, the, per, the type of person who wants to follow the same schedule every single day. Uh, and that really helps. Like when I'm done my work, it's it. And, you know, if, for example, yesterday I was done at four o'clock, but I had to teach a webinar last night. So between four o'clock and eight o'clock, was family time. Right. And I was present. But then eight o'clock hit and put on my business hat and there went and go. did my webinar. Right. I think that's brilliant. The, you know, for the entrepreneurs again, or someone just managing a variety of, of hats, mm -hmm. um, really being intentional about where you are in the moment, like, so that you're not, um, you don't run the risk of where you, this is somewhere where your body is somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I, I notice that doing that can really trigger some poor, some poor reactions for me. And I call it my shame storm. So I'll be just mm. doing my thing, mom mode, everybody's fine. Kids are doing whatever. And then either like an email will come in or a text, or I'll just think about, oh no, I didn't do the blah, blah, blah. And then before I even know what's happening, I'm yelling at my kids. Because the, it's like a mm -hmm. visceral response because mm -hmm. I wasn't actually present. My body was there and I'm like mm -hmm. doing the thing, um, but I, uh, the boundary didn't exist. So yeah. the different pieces start to like overlap. It's not that I um, you know, want to not deal with things. It's mm -hmm. just there's a time and place and being really clear about that is important. And just making that little switch, which can be huge for a lot of people, um, can have such a massive impact on your energy level mm -hmm. or even your your self-worth because how you feel about how because you know there's the guilt that comes up with the fact that I just yelled at my kids and they didn't do anything mm -hmm. different than they did 10 minutes ago mm -hmm. um such a huge thing and um and and just to sort of come back to you know some of the elements of your business the other thing that's been really really impactful for me is again sort of creating a entity a body that can manage those fluctuations that can manage sort of those shifts in, in, um, in emotions and in state by shifting the way that I treat my body and mm. that I care for it nutritionally and emotionally and even, um, mentally. And so I'm, I'm interested in that part of your journey as well, because I know that you have made a massive shift and even just talking earlier before we hit record about glasses, I think everybody needs to know that by the way. Um, <laughs> about the impact of um, like creating the space, literally the body that can then be the person that you sort of envision in your mind? Well, you know, that what do we have if we don't have our health, right? And you can be the brightest, smartest, mo most successful person, but if you don't have your health, right? So, 
I, I think, you know, what's really, really important to recognize, you know, as a health practitioner, so I was lucky enough to become a business owner and be a health practitioner at the same time. So, you know, recognizing the value of both. And sometimes I know um, how I, I have a lot of clients who are entrepreneurs who never prioritize looking after their body, you know, the business, all the responsibilities came first, and then their health breaks down. And now they're kind of forced to do something about it. So it's definitely important to be proactive. And our body always wants to be in a state of health, but it depends on how we treat it and what we feed it as to whether or not that environment is going to allow that. One of the things I teach, you know, through nutrition is, you know, most diseases need an environment to exist in. Mm. Right. So how you treat the environment is going to determine whether or not it's going to be conducive to the growth and development of disease. You know, most cancers are not genetic, which means they're environmental and lifestyle. Uh, cardiovascular disease is entirely preventable. Type two diabetes is entirely preventable. So, you know, these things are a result of lifestyle and they're a result of not prior having time to carve out to prioritize our physical health. And let me tell you, like, I have so much energy. I get up early. I work all day. I have four kids. You know, I, it's, it's, I have a very full, very fun, busy life. And I don't have any sort of fatigue or exhaustion. Um, I recognize when things are out of balance and I'm able to adjust that. You know, most people that I deal with are exhausted they're overwhelmed, they're stressed, anxiety showing up, they have digestive challenges. And all of these things affect how you get to show up, which is why treating your body well and, and having some sort of health support is just crucial to long-term success. You know, our brain doesn't fire and receive messages without nutrients being present. Right. Right. It's interesting, um, me included, really um, built a habit of being disconnected. I used mm. to call it like the meat suit that carries the brain around. And it was this other thing. So I'm a smart person and I can envision and create and do those things, but negated what mm. was happening. Um, and then as a result, you can get into the habit of, of externalizing the the control so it's the this thing's problem not even so much people but like it's the environment it's this thing and and you know what we were saying before is like well I'm the lobster in a pot it's like I don't notice that my, I'm the one that's here making all the decisions to stay here and all of a sudden I'm a big old red lobster um mm -hmm. and and coming back to what we had mentioned earlier about some of those foundational practices mindset practices, incorporating um, intention to your day. And that could include not just like I have tasks for my business, but being intentional about um, how you think about yourself and how you connect to your, your essence and, and who you are and this beautiful being that is here walking around on this planet. Uh, I, I really, it's so interconnected. It, it's, it's all too often that we I'm sure you perhaps experience this as well when you talk to people and the inside and the outside are not part of the same thing, mm -hmm. right? Or a pain in one part of the body is not at all connected to any other part of their body. And you're actually all just one thing. 
everything's moving around the whole thing, right? Well, <laughs> so. if you don't find, if you don't prioritize your health, and this is why I, I left healthcare and became a nutritionist. If you don't prioritize your health, you're going to have to prioritize a disease, Absolutely. right? And, and, and one's a lot easier and a less and, and a lot less inconvenient, right? And <laughs> yeah. sometimes, you know, it's just this mass information. Well, what do I do? Like so-and-so is doing this and so-and-so is yeah. doing this. And, you know, what, what is it that I'm supposed to do? And here's, here's like the basics. You eat good foods, whole foods, you know, things, unprocessed foods, you know, how close is it to the earth provided it that, you know, 80% of our calories should be coming from fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, whole grains, and legumes, you know, and, and I have webinars and stuff. You guys can download those tons of information, but really we got to feed our body good, clean nutrition on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Right. Then we have to have a little bit of physical activity. We have right. a lot of us. Have I, I sit down a lot yeah. <laughs> for work. So we have to, you know, I walk the dog. That's my thing, right? I, I lift weights a little bit at home. That's my thing. It's very, very small time, but it is a priority in my schedule because I know if I don't move my body, my lymphatic system doesn't move, which is the sewage system of the body. It starts to build up. I don't feel awesome as a result, right? Then we have to tell ourselves good things. Like our thoughts are program ourselves. Like our body is a living example of what we're thinking. Yes right? Our businesses are a living example of what we're thinking, Yes. right? So it's, it's really, you know, it is not one, it's not just your food. It's not just exercise. It's not just mindset. And you have to make you a priority in order to show up and be more successful. Because at some point that lack of making you a priority is going to become the barrier to reaching your goals or having the success that you want. Absolutely. And, and to that point, no one can do that for you. No nope. one can make you a priority in your life. No one can put you at the mm -hmm. top of that list. Um, and that for some people is the, is the hurdle, mm -hmm. um, the decision that needs to be made. Mm -hmm. And, and that's okay. As long as you're willing to in, unpack that and make that decision so that you can continue to move forward. A lot of time it's self-worth too. Like I see a lot of self-worth issues show up, you know, in how we treat our bodies or what we say to our, about our body to ourselves. You know, I had a friend once who did a post and it was like, would you talk to your daughters the way you talk to yourself? And I was like, Ooh, right. Like, you know, and that, that's important. Would you want your daughters to say the same things to themselves that you're saying? And if, if you don't, then get some support, dig into that, fix yeah. that a little bit. You know, it's interesting. That's a similar tactic that I use with some of my clients. And when they can't find the ways to speak nicely to themselves, I in, I'm like, okay, slap your daughter's face on this. Like mm. really, what does she need to, if this, she was going through this right now, mm -hmm. what would she need to hear from you as the person mm -hmm. who loves her the most? Yeah. And usually the, that, that's it. That's a game changer. <laughs> Yeah. The things happen, but really it's any, you could do that at any point. If you find like you, I can't find anything good going on here. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, what if that was your best friend or the mm -hmm. person that you care about the most? And cause we're really good at that. We, mm -hmm. most of us, the nurturing women out in the world are like, I can see you. You're great. You're awesome. Love everything about you. You did this, 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 this. And then we just don't have a habit of doing it the other way. Um, and Again. I think it's, it's not trying to change. Like if you're, if you're on a bit of an unhealthy path, that's okay. Like mm -hmm. that, 
you know, it's recognizing that there's something that needs to improve. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the, the, the tactics I've used in my practice for 15 years, which has helped thousands of clients have amazing results is what is one thing that you're willing to change right now? What is one thing that we can hang out with for the next 10 days? Right. And then, you know, and, and creating a new habit versus feeling like life has to be turned upside down. You know what, if you're eating ice cream every single night and you know it's a bad habit, let's just get rid of the ice cream. You know, it might be hard the first couple of days because your brain is going down that pathway and now you're, you're create, you're off-roading, right? <laughs> Little tiny dirt trail. <laughs> oh, and, and I always say to clients, like our habits are like, you know, like an old country driveway. You know, the more you drive up and down that driveway, the deeper the ruts get, the harder it is to drive outside those ruts. Right. So off-roading, you're literally like, it feels bumpy and it sucks. And, you know, like, but eventually if you keep doing it, you can create a new neural pathway in your brain and, you know, just think of one thing. Do I need to improve? Maybe I need to get up and write down something positive about myself every single day. And I'm going to do that for 10 days. Yep. Right. And, you know, I get, I, because I, I work with a sales team, you know, a lot of times their, their frustration will come up and I'll be like, okay, let's create a new statement around that. And they're like, oh, but you know, it just like the old statement feels more true. I'm like, that's because you've told yourself the old statement so many times it is now your truth, but we're going to create a new truth. And it's like, if you tell yourself a little white lie enough, mm-hmm. eventually you kind of start to believe it. Yeah. Right. So I yeah. do that a lot. I'll identify where's my frustration coming up. What am I telling myself about that? You know, whether it's my health or my business or relationships or whatever, and I'll create a new statement and then I'll hang out with that until I believe it's true. And I don't have 10 of them. Right. It's just yeah. one. It's yeah. one. And like when I do my morning routine, when I sit in my desk, right, it, it's just reprogramming. So if you're feeling stuck with your health, it is a priority, especially because it's going to influence how you show up in the world. Mm-hmm. Think about, you know, what is one little change or what is one little step, statement that you can make that's going to help. And to come back to your earlier point about the value of the strong community that is aligned with mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you know, for many of us, just maintaining just some uh, positive accountability, that support of staying with your one statement, even, you know, mm-hmm. texting a friend, whether they text you back or not and be like, here's my statement today. Yeah. This is, this is my truth. This is what I'm working to here. Or I've done it. I've read it. I've engaged with it there. Um, building in self-accountability through the practice of being accountable to somebody else, which we're much better at um, than, than going inwards. <laughs> oh, totally. Absolutely. And, and, you know, if I can share a little bit of personal experience here, mm-hmm. um, I come from two very, very hardworking parents who always taught me, you can have whatever you want, as long as you're willing to work for it. And if you're willing to work hard, you can accomplish anything you want. <laughs> and I got to a point in my career where I had accomplished a lot. Of course, you know, what happens when we hit a goal, we set another goal. We want, you know, we're never really done our journeys we just (laughs) hit a milestone and we're like ah what's next where am I going yeah and I got to the point where I the conversation I was having with myself is I can't work harder I can't I don't have any more to give um which kind of got me stuck in my business because I was almost not getting new results because I was telling myself I couldn't work any harder than I already was And I had to change that statement. It was actually a friend who's also a business coach. And, you know, I was at a workshop with her 
And she's like, you know, what is the statement that you tell yourself that's, you know, you're hung up on? And it was like, oh, I got to work harder to have more. And I just don't know how I can work harder. And uh, she's like, so change the statement. So my statement for a, the, a while now has been business growth is easy. Mm-hmm. Just happens. And you know what's happening? Business growth has become easy. Like I'm getting up to growth that I didn't have to show up and do. Right. Right. And, and I think that's, that's where it shows up. That's an example of how it's shown up for me. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting that you had the word hard in there. Hard is a challenge. Like I, I need to reframe the word hard to the word challenging, even when other people say it, because mm. when something is hard in my frame up for hard is undoable. So, you know, in, in, I'm in my fitness class and they're like, it's hard. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm done. Very challenging. <laughs> I can, I can overcome all challenges, but things that are hard feel like walls. Mm. So even just that little understanding how you perceive the, the words mm-hmm. that you're using and the power that they hold. And so for you, knowing that that example came from a very good place and did you very well, Mm -hmm. but then it sort of hit a glass ceiling and needed to be reworked and re Mm -hmm. you. So you reframe and rewrite and I had to evolve. Yeah. I had to evolve outside that, that statement served me well to a certain point. And then it was time to evolve. Brilliant. Oh, this has been (laughs) wonderful. Thank you. Now um, I'm, I am so honored that you were here and, and you were such a powerful leader in your community and have done such great work. Um, what, what would you say is one thing you would want to share with a woman who is, is, on that, is at that moment where she's about to make a decision, the change is there, she's ready, what next? Mm. What would you I mean, offer? I actually wrote this down because I wanted to articulate it well because I think the thing that stops us more than anything is fear. Mm -hmm. And you just, you know, that willingness to do it scared. Uh, I had to adopt a mindset that if someone said no, that's okay, because they're already not in my business. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I I had to adopt this, like, you know, this, you know, we we are afraid of what other people are going to think, what they're going to say about us. You know, the reality is, is they probably won't say anything or think anything, but we make up the story. You know, this, this afraid of what if it doesn't work or what if, you know, what if it fails? Um, You know, success is really being continuously willing to move forward and to evolve. Every level of success I've ever achieved has been a result of me evolving to a new level of existing and being. Mm -hmm. And there's so much fear that has shown up and and continues, you know, I'm I'm always striving to meet new goals and and new goals are scary. There's a lot of unknowns. And, you know, I think the secret to being really, really successful at what you want to do is just being willing to show up even when it's uncomfortable and even when you're scared. Because when I look at the incredible people I know who haven't built the businesses or you know had success in the way that I know they're capable, I can see it in them. Mm-hmm. It has been fear and an unwillingness to lean into it that has stopped it. And fear of success in the business world, it's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, because it's an unknown. Yeah. But 
I'm here to tell you that success will be whatever you want it to be. It's not really an unknown. As long as you have clarity around what you want it to look like, you know, if it deviates in any way from that path, you get to bring it right back on track. Right. So just be willing to be scared and know that, you know, eventually what's scaring you right now is not going to be scary. And, you know, there'll be another goal that's scary or yeah <laughs> I remember driving so I'm as I speak I travel all over Canada I'm so like used to right <laughs> and you know do lectures and you know I've done lectures for like 1200 people I've spoken on stage in front of 7,000 people you know and I remember like the very first lectures I had I would pray the whole way that no one would show up <laughs> I would get there. I was like cold sweating and it was mortifying. It was awful for me. I did not enjoy those first experiences, but I knew that my reach and my impact could be so much bigger if I figured out how to do it and learn to be comfortable doing it. So I did it scared and I had a lot of wins and I had a lot of losses and, you know, it evolved me to the point where that feeling that I used to get that used to be like this, like fear is now interpreted by my body as excitement. Right. Right. I get the same feeling. I just interpret yeah. it differently now. Um, and as a result, I've been able to speak in front of tens of thousands of people and share advice on healthy living. And, you know, I never would have been able to have that kind of an impact if I hadn't have shown up scared in the first place. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I, um, I would like to talk to you all day and yet we both have very time blocked schedules. Yes. So, <laughs> so thank you for, for sharing your journey and your passion and your insights and your wisdom and for being, um, the, the, the one who's willing to take in, to filter, to, to integrate, mm -hmm. and then um, impart that wisdom in ways that people can uh, use that to better themselves, their communities, their lives, the planet. So brilliant. Mm -hmm. So thank you mm -hmm. so thank much you. for being thank here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for this podcast. It's incredible. You know, and for <laughs> those of you who are listening, this is how we grow. This is your community. Exactly. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.